Welcome back to System and Trivia, the podcast where we think Jason might be sober enough to record with us, but we're not 100% certain. This is Brent. I'm wearing a dead fish hat, and I am proud. And that's DJ Johnny D, and I'm Peyton. <laughs> Johnny D. I've noticed... Oh, yeah, by the way, Peyton is back, so yay, Peyton. Hey, did you notice? Hey, we found him. <laughs> we found him, yeah. He was out, but we found him. So... We decided what that, makes you, know, you think I, I'm not sober? Oh my yeah. god! Shut up for a five lot. seconds so I can say something. Huh. Freaking drunk ass. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I decided that our daughter was okay enough for me to spend an hour or so, you know, mm-hmm. recording this delightful thing. So I'm here. You interrupted me to say that? Yeah, yeah. I did because it's more important than your an- annoying rant that you're going to rant about. I'm not going on a rant. Well, you are. I don't dead, know about so. that. Is someone urinating? No, I was pouring tea. I was pouring tea. <laughs> it probably, in retrospect, it probably sounds like urinating. It sounded like the liar liar thing where he's pouring water into the cup. It sounded like what? <laughs> the liar liar thing where he's pouring water into the cup. Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Oh, that's a good movie. I've seen that in a long time. <sighs> yeah, it's been yeah. a long time too. Okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about timekeeping. And I'm, I'm going to throw y'all a curveball here. Uh-oh. Are you ready? I'm throwing a curveball. This is Knuckleball. This, we're doing it live. This is not in the, this not in our scratch pad. The boys have no idea this is coming. In addition to Cron, At, and System D Timers and Anacron, you know what else we're going to be talking about? Not NTP. NTP. You got We've it. We've already baby. covered oh, NTP. Boy, I love NTP. You not. got it. NTP we and uh, time that. date control, I guess, would be the appropriate System D equivalent. Well, except on CentOS. Well, we can get into that, can't we? Yeah. Okay. Well, are you guys ready for that? Yeah, I'm drinking. Yeah, sure. Why okay. not? Let's do it. Great. Bring it on. Well, to bring us into this, what are y'all drinking? Coors Light, which we've never had on air before, so we probably have Bull to put a link motherfucking really? shit. Bull motherfucking shit. I'm I've almost had positive we've had, we've had Coors Light on. I am well, a Coors Light fan. I've definitely drunk it on the show. Kiss my ass. That's very forceful, Payton. I think you should apologize. Nope. You leave for two weeks and this is what happens. I think he should tell us what he's drinking. Water. Okay. Well, that's that's, wow. that's good enough. I I'm am saving up. I'm saving up for the shit show. Oh, good call. Good call. By the way, we'll be talking more about that in, during the news. Peyton will be reminding us when that is. We've definitely had Coors Light on the show, by the way, Jathan. We've had it twice. S3E0 and S1E13. Yeah. Ass clown. Now. Okay. Ass. Ass clown. <laughs> right, I am drinking another one of those, the Bromblastas, because they're amazing, and I'm kind of working my way through them. I think I only have like five left, four left or five left, so I'm going to be drinking plenty of those during the shit show. Great. And, uh, Fantastic. I guess I got to see if I can get more for S4, or I guess drink something else, of course, but... Yeah, you could just like be a person and try something new. <sighs> Listen, alright, I'm sick of your It takes them a year to drink a bullet ten bottle, I know. so, you know... I'm yeah, not, we don't have much at least I'm that. drinking whole beers now. You whole know? beers? I'm finishing drinks instead of... One whole beer, and I'm on number seven for the night. <laughs> well, that was your choice. <laughs> You've been pre-gaming all day. Can I just right? tell you that I, uh, I'm i absolutely tired of these freaking scam calls? I'm just, I'm, I've oh my gosh, I know. I've had enough of them. I've had enough of them, too. I'm done There's with them. There's zero recourse. To yeah. Them. And it was even worse during midterm elections. Oh, just, yeah. Because then it I wasn't just, even scam just calls. It was them. just like legit... Yeah quote-unquote yeah. legit calls and I'm just like stop just don't 
Yeah. I answer them and I just sit there. They hang up in about 10 seconds. So. <laughs> you, oh, you don't even say hello? I don't even say hello. <laughs> I gotta start doing that. That sounds great. All right. Are we ready for the news? Jason, are we you are calm enough for the, for the news? fucking news. I'm going to just sit here silently through the news. Okay. Like a That's good little boy. Great. <laughs> That'd be the first I time. Some, I want some high energy silence, though. <laughs> I want you to silently woo while I read the news. Yeah, high, high energy silence, okay, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> He's great at it. Okay, go ahead. He's great at it. All right, so welcome to the actual good news segment for this podcast. <laughs> I know that you've had to deal with Jason the past couple times, and I'm really sorry about that. Oh it will never happen again. Savage. <laughs> so the first bit of news we have is that Dropbox was doing a pen test slash audit of their systems, and they came across an issue that they didn't have to simulate. It was a breach. They were working with a third-party partner, Sendus, and they found vulnerabilities in the Apple software that they use at Dropbox that didn't affect only macOS. It affected all Safari users running the latest version at the time. So they notified Apple of the issues, and they were actually really quick to release fixes for the issues. It took about a month. They were granted some CVEs, which they are... Oh, they don't have them listed here. We'll find them. We'll find them and have them out there. But then they validated the fixes, as did Sendus. So the point to note here is that Dropbox actually does take this pretty seriously and, you know, reached out and got a fix. Also, so, yes. You get some free... Pub- wow. Free publicity. Publicity? You... <laughs> yes, free publicity. I have the CVE, by the way. Okay, great. Just shoot it to me in IRC. You get some free publicity if you do use a third-party auditor, pen tester, as we've mentioned on the show before that you should be doing. You know, they might discover a zero day and you free of charge get your company name out there. Free marketing. Yeah. So it took, they first notified the vulnerabilities to Apple February 19th. Mm -hmm. And March 29th, they, uh, well, I'm sorry, February 21st, they thanked the information investigated. And then March 29th, they released security updates. So it took about a month Mm. to change. But that's, you know, that's pretty good to be able to fix everything and not have any problems. Yeah. So then uh, the CVU will be listed. I found that. There's actually a couple different ones here, it looks like. But uh, we will go on to the next one. So the next second article of news we have is that Amazon exposed customer names and emails in a technical error. Now, they sent out an email saying, hey, don't worry about it, guys. No big deal. We just want you know that we inadvertently disclosed your email address due to a technical error. It's mm. been fixed. It's not a result of anything you did. And there's no need for you to change your password or take any other action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think so. A lot of people... <laughs> Put this on Twitter and said they're changing their, their passwords regardless. Something to note is that the email address, email is signed by customer service at http colon slash slash capital A Amazon.com. Uh, it's a little curious. That's strange. Amazon said they had fixed the issue and for, informed customers who have been Im- impacted. They said they didn't need to change their passwords, but phew, come on. You know, if that stuff's released. Oh, you should be doing that, that regularly anyways, I think. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> really? So, well, uh, there was a guy who there was a Bill Burr. You're talking about? No, no, no. There oh. was a there was a, well, yeah. I mean, he said that you should, but there was also I think you guys reported on it that the they're saying that you shouldn't have to do it anymore. And I think, yeah, yeah. I don't I, I, I don't agree with that. We we spent a good a good portion of time talking about that. I think. But... Yes, we did. I right, move on. Yeah, so the yeah. third thing we have here is that, I don't know how many of us are gamers in here, I know I am, I think both of you are. EA has their Steam-alike, which is called Origin, uh, all hollow out of their RI. A bug was discovered October 1st by a guy named Beard. 
Mm-hmm. The bug occurs when you use the EA Origin client, but request to edit your account on EA.com. So it'll then give you a, an auto-login URL, which is the token equivalent of your username and password. This is common in a lot of areas. Slack does it. Discord does it. A lot of other places do it. You know, I don't necessarily agree with it, but hey, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, apparently, this particular thing, which is usually supposed to be tied to an IP address or a cookie, worked anywhere, regardless of IP address or browser. So he posted a link to it on his Twitter and said, hey, you know, what the hell? They said they've been working on a patch to fix that. And this has been since November 20th now. They still don't have any, any word back on this fix. No, to be so, fair, we're recording on the 23rd. So correct. Give him a little bit of time, I think. But that's well, considering he found it. I mean, uh, I don't I don't want to give. Yeah, I don't want I mean, to. I, I don't. I also <laughs> don't want to give like EA any <laughs> Help? Well, they don't deserve any. Oh, they don't. They don't. Grace. No, they should die in a fire. But you know, I, I think it's important. To, still. Yeah. So in the fifth bit of news we have here, it appears that hackers have siphoned off thousands of healthcare.gov applications by breaking into the accounts of brokers and agents who were tasked with helping people sign up for the healthcare plans. So CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, had a post that was buried on its website that the hackers obtained, I have used that word loosely, hackers, Mm. obtained inappropriate access to a number of accounts. The letter was sent to customers, and it includes the data was lost or was obtained was name, date of birth, address, sex, and last four social security number, Mm -hmm. income tax, tax filing status, family relationships, citizen as an applicant as a citizen or immigrant, immigration document types and numbers, employer name, whether the applicant was pregnant, the list goes on and on. Wait, was this, where did the compromise happen? At, at the firm or at healthcare.gov? It looks like it happened at CMS. Huh. Okay. Because that's what they said. CMS said that they, yeah. they didn't say how the attackers gained access to the accounts, but said it shut off the affected accounts immediately. Hmm. So the breach possibly affected 75,000 individuals. But someone else said that the number could change. The stolen files also included data on children. Right around 11.8 million people signed up for coverage in 2018. The next thing we have, the sixth bit of news here, is that the Thousand Eyes determined that Google was getting DDoSed somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. China was leaking packets. I don't know how to best describe this. But they noticed that G Suite, an application they used in their organization, was down. They were having issues connecting to it. So they looked at the traffic. The traffic was going from San Francisco to China and then back to San Francisco, which shouldn't do that. So they did some investigation, and they found that several areas around the globe were all reporting unusual traffic that was all terminating at China Telecom. So they saw that traffic from Paris was going to 216.58.204.132, which is not their address. They wouldn't advertise it that way anyway. Google announces slash 24 to cover its IP address range, and this was not a a slash 24 prefix. Instead, it was actually a 19. Mm -hmm. You can probably help explain that a little bit better. So there was an announcement. 19 bigger than 24. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Put it that way. So there was a suspicious announcement for that 216.518 slash 19 right around 12.45 p.m., PST. So that included routes to Trans Telecom in Russia, China Telecom in China, and Main One in Nigeria. So again, this is bad. They investigated the advertisement of Google prefixes and then they resolved it. it took about 74 minutes. Hmm. And it's also on Twitter. China was the problem there. So in our last bit of news, we have the Amazon Echo that may actually know how two women were stabbed to death in New Hampshire. So we've talked about this before that the Amazon Echo records everything. According to this, 
article, it actually says that Amazon, the Amazon Echo is activated by a wake-up word, normally the name Alexa, and in snippets of audio recorded as it waits instructions. The fragments are only sent back, sent back to Amazon if a trigger word is used. In this instance, it remains unclear whether the device has indeed recorded any audio evidence. That is... So, yes? Nope, I'm not going to say it. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> you got to say it now. Sorry, man. I was going to say, that is so sad. Alexa played Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had a report of this Sorry, last I'm year. i a terrible we... person. Yes, you are. Uh, we reported on this last year. Mm-hmm. We thought that the Amazon Echoes recorded everything. And I still believe, possibly, that's the case. I mean, who knows? The ladies were 32 and 48, and the 48-year-old had been stabbed 43 times, Oof. while the 32-year-old had been stabbed eight and had her skull fractured. Jeez. There is somebody under arrest for this. I won't report his name because it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. But Amazon said they wouldn't release the recordings without a valid and binding legal demand properly served on us. So the last bit of news that we have after reading all those terrible things is that the shit show... It's going to be December 5th, 2018 at 2100 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, there you go. We'll have more information about how to connect with us at the time. Come on down and make it. We'll actually be linking in the shit show to a, a post on information you can use to connect. Mm-hmm. We won't be releasing the password to join our Mumble server and, until the time Aww. of the event. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a little bit earlier if you want to make sure that, you know, if you want to do some audio tests and stuff. Basically, you'd be like showing up to a party early, you know, to help set up. Arrive late, make an appearance, get the fuck out. That's well, how it goes. You, well, that's how some people do it. You're welcome <laughs> to come to the shit show the entire time. Please Either do. Way. It's much more fun that way. Yeah, it's a blast, though. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to our other season shit shows. They're, they're pretty wild. They're pretty fun for having just a bunch of people on audio only. It's impressive. All right. It's wow. Really is. You guys ready to talk about timekeeping and fucking woo time based schedules and stuff? Let's do it. Jathan, are you stoked? Yep. He is silently wooing this whole time. Are you? <laughs> you don't need to be quiet anymore. You can. Oh. You can be high energy loud now. Woo! Oh <laughs> boy! Oh boy! Am I ready? Oh my god! Like, <laughs> well, I, you know what? Oh, she go back to being quiet. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Okay, so <laughs> I think we should start with Kron, right? Because Kron is kind of well, the most well-known, and it's older than the, a lot of the other ones we'll be talking about. Okay, let's just talk about At first, because it's different. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do At. Uh, so At, At D. At D. I, Which you have to know for the R-H-C-E-A, or R-H-C-A. R-H-C-S-E. R-H-C-S-A. Wow, oh, can C-S-A? you just, like, okay. not talk at all? My goodness. I'm... Look, he's, Shut up. He has been pre-gaming for a while. Now, so. A while. He's A long while. He's doing his thing. I'm doing it. Doing it? Yeah, doing no, it, doing I, it low? I think I've used at maybe three times over the past year. But, oh, man, I use it like every week. But, yeah. When I do well, kernel updates simple. on I mean, my personal just... infra, mm-hmm. I schedule reboots at like 3 a.m. with at. Would you... Like stop services and shit. Would you yeah, like we to can, tell us what at is, Jathan? Yes, tell us what at is, Jathan. Well, at is a way to schedule a command to run one time at a later date. Mm-hmm. Technically, you, you can make at jobs to run presently. Yes, but that would be silly. That would be very silly, right. Because you could just run the commands in that case. Right, exactly. Don't tell people what they want to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're You're using right. some kind of framework, Jathan. Yeah, Jathan. My goodness. Anyways. Anyways. I usually like to describe at as like a one-shot or a one-time cron job, but we can't it really... It looks like that. We, yeah, now, yeah. It looks, looks great. It basically is, but we can't describe it as that 
right now because we haven't talked about Quran yet. So because Jathan wanted to talk about at first. So Jathan, what makes at stand out from Quran since this was your idea to talk about at first? Well, so theoretically, you could use Quran to run something one time if you put in oh, a lot of effort. Okay. Sure. But with at, you could literally say, like, the command would be at 3 a.m. And then, and then you essentially get put into a sort of interactive at shell where you can type the commands. You also don't need to do it interactively. No, you don't have to. Right. I'm just telling you, you know, at a most basic sort of use case, mm-hmm. you could say at 3 a.m. And then at, you know, you get this interactive sort of shell. You could type reboot and then, you know, close out of the interactive shell. And the next time 3 a.m. rolls around, it would literally execute whatever commands you told it to. It looks so, like that. It looks, actually looks really It really is helpful. extremely fucking simple mm-hmm. for that type of use case. And that is the advantage to using it over cron, in my opinion, because with cron, you have to type out all the different fucking notations and figure out what that actually would mean for 3 a.m., you know, potentially tonight or tomorrow morning. So, Jason, how do you show 3 a.m. in cron? <laughs> I am too drunk for this. <laughs> for the, just so There's you know, guys, stars and we're going to be picking on Jason <laughs> a fair bit throughout this episode <laughs> because he was he was running his mouth before we were starting. Stars and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be like... <laughs> he was running his mouth and he's like, no, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's start the episode. And I'm like, you know that, you know, you should take some time to prepare yourself. And he's like, no, I'm ready. Let's do this. And I'm like, if we start now, I'm going to be placing the burden of the show on you. So that's why we're going to be asking Jathan a lot of questions. Are you Meanwhile, ready for this, Jathan? For the, the first time in forever, Jathan would really like to go out after this, and they're going to drag it out just to be fucking <laughs> oh, assholes. Oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like a two-hour show. <laughs> I'm not sticking around for two hours. <laughs> well, too bad. Sign <laughs> up for to. this. So the thing with at that I, I don't use it that often, because usually if I'm scheduling something, I want it to be regularly done. And we've kind of briefly mentioned this in our talks of that so far but we haven't really explained the difference cron is for recurring jobs at is for one time go period like that's the finality of it right yeah right so right. i would not use cron to schedule what i would use at for and vice versa you can do it you can set up your cron job to run and then at the end of that run script a job to remove that cron job it's absolutely yeah. silly well, to do also that. if you include you know, a day, a year, mm-hmm. a month, a time, it will only run one time. No, but right. well, it's going to run according to that schedule every time. Right, exactly. But not if you put in a single year, day, and month. Well, then the, the next... Like if I said the next time 2018 happens? Exactly. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's not really... I don't think you can specify specific year, can you? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't... I'm pretty sure you can just do it number of times per year. Well, you can do yearly. Yeah. You can do at yearly. I don't believe you can specify a, a year. year. Right. So you so, could say reboot Jathan's computer January 1st, 2359, you know. Every yearly, year. Right. Every year. Yeah. And then every year his computer reboot and go, what the fuck? Right. Why is exactly. he doing that? So that's what ad is for. That's why you don't want to set it and forget it. You want to be able to set it and forget it and not have the job continue or happen again, I should say. Now, cron, both ad and cron have been around since old, old Unix days. And we will, of course, in the show notes, we'll link to notes on the actual syntax of cron tabs and things like that. Cron tabs are the file 
format of the spools that cron uses that's all you need to know about cron tabs for now we'll link to specific tools and calculators and stuff see so i said it right that you can use to <laughs> to you know generate cron jobs if you have problems remembering the notation but i feel like once you do f about five cron jobs you get the hang of it you know yeah once you figure out the whole minute hour day month day minute hour day month day month Mm. I can get it out. Minute, hour, day, With month. goddamn minute, month, hour, day, week. month, day. Right. Well, and then there's also system cron tops where you specify the user before the command right. as well. Exactly. Yes. But right. Right. Yeah. A small difference there. It, you're gonna know when it's coming. Big deal. Now, I think maybe in the 90s it was. I want to say. I want to say 90s. Maybe 80s. Or Could maybe later than that. I don't know. Could be the odds. Anacron became a thing. Yes. Have yeah. either of you used Anacron yes. before? I, I used Anacron. Anacron on my laptop. I okay. use Anacron on my... Yeah, I use Anacron pretty much everywhere. I almost never use it, but... Wow. Yeah, I I, I mean, everywhere just, that I use Cron... I never had a use really for anymore, it, though, so. you know? What do you mean? Like, I use it to update my mirror list on Arch. Well, that's On great. a laptop. Well, what do you do with Anacron that you can't do with a regular Cron job? Right. Cron assumes that your system is running all the time. No, you can do at Yes, reboot. it does. Okay, sure, but then you have to make sure that it's running after the networking stack is up in this case and everything else. True. So Anacron, you can just say, like, make sure that it runs daily. Mm -hmm. And Why wouldn't you just do you, a daily cron job? Because Anacron is smart enough, if you allow it to be. <laughs> I mean, you could essentially replace cron with Anacron. Can we agree on that? Yes, absolutely. But if you allow it to, it will schedule things sort of on its own. So, you know, maybe you schedule something for noon, but you don't open your laptop till 2.30 p.m., Anacron can still run. There you go. I think that's a little bit... Yeah, I would say it's that's, more useful yeah. in laptops than anything, where you, right. you have it entering a suspended or hibernated state. Where yeah, that is the only place that I run it. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. It is useful in that it's a little bit more human, I guess we can say, about it, right? Right. Yeah. Because, like, regular cron, it'd be like someone saying, I'll do that chore at 3 o'clock. Well, 3 o'clock comes around and they're asleep. They wake up at 3.05 and say, oh, guess I'll do it tomorrow. Yep. Anacron says, oh, crap, it's 3.05. I just woke up. I should do that now because I was supposed to do that at 3. And that's the difference between Cron and Anacron. Anacron, like I said, it's a little bit more human. It's more of a cue than a schedule. Right. Yeah. Right. So that, yeah, I see the use for that where you, you have something with a shifted like half power state, like it's suspended or hibernated. But it's not a full reboot when it comes back up kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can understand that for laptops. I still don't use it, but, but fair enough. Fair enough. So those are the, they were the stock three options you had for a very long time in the Unix world, in the next world, next like. And that is actually, to be fair, it could be a strength, right? Like you can mm -hmm. probably bet that if you're using a Unix like OS, Cron is available. Yeah. And at is probably available as well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So basing your needs on those options is not necessarily bad. Sure. Well, depending on the, in the Linux world, depending on how sparse that operating system might be. For instance, in Gentoo and Arch, you don't have a cron daemon at all. Even if you do a Gentoo OpenRC install, you still don't yeah. have cron by default. By default. Right. Although it yeah. used to be, I don't know about now, but used to be in the installation guide. Yes. It had you install crony yeah but it wasn't necessary at all right or, you could skip it right so it's important to, to note that it is not a system requirement like relying on i don't know glibc for instance but there's a very good chance you're gonna find it installed 
because it's just so useful. Yeah, seriously. Majorly useful. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So those are the three grandpappies, you know, the three... Well, I guess Kron and Ad are like the parents and the or grandparents, and then Anacron would be like the parent. I think it would be more like the spoiled stepchild. <laughs> well, well, here's where we get to where we are now. Like Jathan. System D timers. Here's where we get to where we are now. <laughs> well, all right. Welcome guys, to the present. I hate you. Thank all you so for coming. Much. I'm so I glad that, that we've gotten to where we are right now. I say that with System D timers. <laughs> That was so a very much. calculated response. I look. I did. I have been perfectly fine. I may be drunk, but I'm still better. <laughs> pew pew. I don't know about that. Jathan, do you want to tell us how you run a system D timer no, every fuck Thursday? Right off. Yes, you should do that right now. Tell us. No. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I told Jathan I'd be asking him that specific question no less than five times. And it appears that he still cannot answer. He did manage Dude, to rattle what makes off. you th- yes. think that I'm doing anything sitting here right now except being here in the present and drinking beer okay, and why, listening to why you? Why do you and Peyton make fun of me saying now in the present and then you get to say it without any repercussion? Because you started it. You set the president that it was okay to say something you, that stupid. He's at the president? Excuse you. Did you say president or precedent? The president. Precedent. I said the yeah. president. I'm pretty sure you said president. Okay. (laughs) This debacle will not live on. (laughs) Simply stated, I am done talking about it. That is what I would say if one were to ask. Is this debacle? (laughs) (laughs) I missed you guys. Really dead. Well, I didn't miss you because this is a shit show and it's not even the shit show yet. It's not even a shit show. Oh my goodness. We have... uh... Okay, so what do I want to do? I want to run something every Thursday? Yes. Yes. At what time? At, uh, let's say 8 p.m. Okay, so it'd be on calendar equals T-H-U space, what time? 8 p.m.? Yes. 20, 20 o'clock. <laughs> 20, 20, 20 o'clock? Is that <laughs> what you're sticking with? Well, is that not 8? 2020? Yeah, that's 8. You, you said 2020, 20, though. Colon, so zero, 20, zero. 20. Yeah, 20 o'clock. <laughs> you said 2020. You said 20, 20 o'clock. You said 2020. No, no, 20 o'clock. And, well, and I... o'clock implies that you're writing the string O apostrophe clock. And that would right. be okay. wrong. Forgive me, for I've sinned. Yes. You say it properly. If you're going to use military time, you have to use it properly. There's no o'clock in 20. <laughs> so what is it? 20, 20, 20 hours? You could say the literal 20 colon zero, 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 or 20, 20, 100. Okay, you whatever. You say hours at the end of it. You, you guys are fucking ass faces. <laughs> because saying hours at the end of it is implying that it's a different time than the 20, 100. Right. But and there are no the... other, there's nothing between those either. Right, but, but to Jathan's credit, he is correct, generally speaking. I mean, it minus would be on calendar but, so. equals so on and so forth. And then it's a lot like if you've written the system D unit file, it's all very much like that. Well, service file, I should say. It's a lot like that. You've got your unit where you run the description. You've got the timer section where it describes aspects of it and things like that. And then, you know, you specify what you actually want it to do. And we will, it's always hard to describe these things in verbiage and audio so we'll obviously link to the arch wiki's article on system d timers which is great and then we have the you know the it's actual the... system d timer documentation which is not too bad weirdly enough the arch wiki has better documentation i think but you know we'll link to both so you'll, you'll get to actually see the format of these files and how to set it up and such but that is sort of the new hotness is system d timers now obviously as with everything with system d 
I had to deal with another system D hater. Like I just, they don't understand that you can run any system in parallel with it. You don't need to use system D timers just because you're on a system D system. I use cross. Also, yes. Whining about system D timers is stupid. I agree. I agree. Because oh, they're trying to replace CRUD. Well, possibly, maybe. I don't think Probably so. Probably not. I don't yeah, think so. Right. Like I use them extremely differently. If they were trying to replace it, you would not be able to use both at the same time. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But also just don't bitch about it. Just use Cron then. Just shut the fuck up and use Cron. Yep. Yeah, yep. just shut the fuck up. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> but but seriously, like if you have an issue with system D timers, you will not need to learn them. Cron's gonna be around for a very long time. It's not going anywhere. And the system mm-hmm. D folks realize that, which is why you can run cron and a system D timer at the same time, or just use system D and cron. You don't even have to use timers at all. So, you know, do keep that in mind. I personally like cron a little bit better because I cut my teeth on it, so I'm a little bit more familiar with it. I do agree with Jathan in that the syntax of system D timers is, it leaves a little bit to be desired. It feels a little clumsy. It does, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's pieces of it, like the specifying a range, or like, what is the word? Like, Monday through Friday, right? Is Monday dot dot Friday? Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, is like, what the fuck are we... Well, that's bash syntax for range. I know, yeah. that's the thing. But the rest of it is not especially bash-like necessarily, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I can get down with what you're saying, sure. What else are we talking about? I think that's really it, as far as the actual scheduling processes goes. Do you guys want to talk about how to actually... Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my Fine. goodness! Fine. Wow, he's exploding. <laughs> do you do you guys want to talk Napalm. about how to Napalm make sure? Napalm in the morning. Do you guys want to talk about how to make sure that those jobs actually occur at the correct time? Yes. Well, wait. Let's talk about no, that. no, 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 no. I have a question first. Yeah. Why would you use system D timers instead of cron? I think like, with what a lot is of, the potential benefit? I think as with a lot of things with system D, it's there if you want to use it, but you don't have to. Right. Yeah. I will say the integration with uh, services can be kind of nice. True. That is true. Which with cron, like you have to basically, if you want to restart a service after cron runs, you have to do that in, you know, your cron command or script or whatever you're calling. Mm-hmm. System D timers sort of have support for that type of dependency chaining, if you will. Yeah, that is true. They and do so I think that is a strong advantage, in my opinion. And that's yeah. why I use it for, like, one of the things I use a system D timer for is renewing my Let's Encrypt certificates. Mm-hmm. And I can basically set it up so after it runs successfully, my Nginx and whatever services restart. Now, granted, Nginx, or uh, I'm sorry, CertBot now has pre and post hooks. renewal hooks. Yep. So that's a little bit obsolete by that. But I still in any need case, to switch over to that, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm still. It's, manually restarting them with pretty great a timer i use a single line in cron now actually on that? production that. systems <laughs> wait, wait who are you talking to Peyton? you why are you doing it manually come on i'm not i said i do it in good? timers oh okay all right yeah all right i'm saying i, I should switch it over to hooks anyways yeah. so let's talk about ntp okay right ntp is National also time presence protocol something some, network time protocol I, I know i was making a joke oh okay yeah, so it's another one that's been around for a long... I want to say NTP predates Cron. Probably. I feel like it does, right? I mean, they're both from the old, like, from actual Unix, but... I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. Okay, fair enough. 1985? Maybe. Well, that, that's, that that's, could describe anything we've just talked about. In operation since before 1985, NTP is one of the oldest internet protocols in current use. It was designed mm-hmm. by David L. Mills of the University of Delaware. Well, then it's after Cron. Okay, fair enough. Cron came out in the 1970s. Oh, 
Nice. Okay, so Makes sense. I was I was off. Makes sense. People realize their cron jobs were running at the wrong time, and they're like, <laughs> "Fuck, we need NTP." <laughs> Somebody invent this shit. <laughs> Pro- probably, honestly. So NTP has a bit of a marred history, right? It's mm. it's usually been the target of a lot of DDoS reflection attacks and stuff like that, and it still has some serious issues with it. So you know, it's possible to find NTP sources. There's the, oh, what is it, ntp.org pools, I think. NIST runs their own NTP server pools. Mm-hmm. Let's go buffs. What? <laughs> what? NIST is in Boulder. Okay, fair enough. You are so strange. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a bit weird. But you can also run it locally. I mean, if you're running it locally, obviously you should have some sort of upstream server. Much as a, a DNS resolver, you could run one locally, but at some point you're probably going to need to reach out to the internet, you know? But you can run your own NTP server as well. What NTP basically does is it keeps, it will send a sort of unique symbol, I guess we can call it, to an NTP server. That server will say, okay, it's actually now this time you are X number of seconds before or X number of seconds after this time. And by the way, this is how long it took you to get to me. There's a lot of complex math and strange deltas going on there to make that possible. And that's obviously an oversimplification. There's a little bit of back and forth to figure that stuff out. But that, generally speaking, that's what the NTP server does. It gives you the drift and the real time of the quote-unquote actual time. And then it sends back that back to the client. And then the client says, okay, now I can adjust my own clock to match that time. When I say drift, that is the number of... That is the amount of time off of the real time that your server is. That's what drift right. is. That's what drift is. Right. Yeah, we actually had to deal with this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Two years ago at work. We had servers that, I mean, obviously we use, we use Kerberos at work, and we had servers that were drifting, and they were mm. they started skewing like wild. And As bad hardware clocks are wont to do, you know, after, right, after yeah. a while, yeah. So we had to knuckle down and really figure out why it was skewing, and we did sort it out. Unfortunately, I can't give you the reason why it skewed or how we fixed it, because it was when I was first starting there, and so I wasn't mm. part of the whole conversation. But we did have to, we spent a lot of time on that for sure, trying to get mm-hmm. that sorted out. It was... Kind of a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. And that's why we have NTP now, is because mm-hmm. it's a lot of things have become immensely time sensitive. And you wouldn't think it, but even something is uh, like a, a But it makes sense, file. right? Like, we're in the fucking age of big data when everything is distributed. Well, right. even... So, like, a distributed file system, if you're accessing metadata across several servers or writing metadata, right? Like, when mm-hmm. was a file created? You don't want that to be fucked up. I right. mean, yeah. even back in the 2000s when I was first sort of getting started with this, the early 2000s, the... Well, yeah, Jathan, I guess you and I were sort of starting around the same time with it. I don't know if you remember this, but in Gen 2, if your hardware clock was not in sync enough, when you tried to extract the tarball, you would get errors or warnings saying, you know, the file is in the future, or so on and so forth. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I can, have you seen... can recreate it now. You can well, fudge a system you... time and then create a tarball and then, you know, set yourself. Yeah, another time thing, mm-hmm. SSL certificates. Yep, absolutely. Very Super important to know when those expire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, uh, it's time is very important for encryption sessions, like handshaking and things like that as well. Because time does play a factor in that sort of... Especially if you're using it for seeding Ugh. any type of randomness. Which well, you, you should, shouldn't do in yeah, that case, no. by the way. Most, most but, things don't use time. But, I mean, the, the hardware... <laughs> in a sense, no. The hardware clock 
is a source of randomness for the system, but it's not the only source, nor should it be, you know. But it does play into that. More so, though, the, the server needs to measure timeouts and things like that to prevent man-in-the-middle attacks and side-channel attacks and so on and so forth. And timing is very, very important to those things. You can even have a literal t- something called a timing attack based on that. So, obviously, it's, it's very important to have your system up to date when it comes to the internal clock that it uses. Now, for years, NTP and the associated various clients, NTP client, and there's a couple others, you know, they all did the job pretty well. Systemd, however, as expected, does have its own mechanism built in if you want to use it. Again, you don't but, have to. So here is the question. Yes. Does it rely on NTP? Yeah, it uses the NTP protocol. So do you have to explicitly install NTP? No, it has Except a, a stub library. on CentOS. Except on CentOS. Right. And because did fuck give those a, guys. You did give a bit of a spoiler earlier in this episode towards that. CentOS 7, despite having SystemD, has a version of CentOS of uh, uh, SystemD before they started including the NTP stub library. So you do really? need to install NTP to have that working. Yeah. 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 And you get a pretty actually descriptive message if you try to use it without. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it just says NTP is not supported or something like yeah. that. But, Although uh, I feel like that's not that. I feel like it could be a more, more descriptive. Well, it could like, say you must find install NTP NTP library or whatever the fuck. I feel like NTP library could not be found or something would be better. Yeah. Okay. Rather than NTP not supported. Like, to me, that's okay. like, oh, is it, is it something with my hardware clock? All right. But <laughs> no, you got a point. You got a point. Hopefully with the, uh, you know, next Hopefully. version of CentOS, CentOS 8, mm-hmm. whenever that comes that will be fixed because I believe later versions of systemd do it just fine without NTP external NTP libraries, but we'll see. It's possible also, I haven't checked, but it's possible CentOS compiled out support for that internal, you know, that NTP stub. So either way, I'm not sure what the full story is there, but yeah, just know that you need to install NTP so you can do a time date control set NTP on and CentOS 7. I think that about wraps it up for the sort of general time concept in Unix and Linux, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean... Oh! Another thing... It's going to be a short episode today. The other thing... Go ahead, you go first. I was going to say, you can pass... It's not as widely supported, but you can pass NTP servers with DHCP leases. Oh, yeah, you can. Mm. And you can probably manage them with LDAP, can't you? I'm sure you could. I I don't know why you... you would, though. Well, I don't either, but why would you mean? Why would you I'm not a doctor. Us? Simply, actually, you've said you're no, a doctor too... several times in the past. So that's, either you that's are, not yeah, but today I'm not. Dia, but if you're talking about managing leases with LDAP, you either but... are a doctor or you're not. You no, can't he's not. Be a doctor all the time. He's not a or doctor. Just some of the time. He's not. Okay. A, he's not a I, I think plenty of don't actual, tell me how to live my life. I think <laughs> plenty of actual doctors would tell you that you're a fool. For wanting to be a doctor sometimes, but not well, all the They time. would be wrong, and that's fine, too. You're just well, you're wrong for time. saying you're a doctor. Okay, anyway, <laughs> moving along. The one Are thing I will say, of uh, what? Cron can become quite taxing. What do you mean? I mean, I'm going to explain what I mean. Uh-huh. Can you explain what you okay. mean? Yeah. How so do you mean? It, Dave, it can be tempting when you have a lot of scheduled tasks. Yep. It can be tempting to just use the cron daemon for everything Mm, yeah that's true however at some point it becomes necessary to write your own independent daemon to manage these processes and not cron what so for example 
if you are managing ZFS file systems uh-huh. using ZFS send and receive to do backups and offsite replication or something like that, you should not use cron to schedule the backing up of your snapshots or taking snapshots. You should find a dedicated daemon for doing that. Wait, why? And Because for one thing, logging becomes a bit of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And for two things, cron at that point, I have found... And granted, my experience is based on Illumos and not Linux. Mm-hmm. But I have found that cron D starts to get sort of overwhelmed when you start to have like 500 entries that it's keeping track of. Can't say I've ever gotten to that point, but yeah. Yeah, sure. I, well, that's the thing is I, mean, I have, we, we've so that's actually, why I'm telling you. We've actually just started using Puppet, and we have cron job mm. to make sure that Puppet's running. I don't know. I feel like there'd be there'd still be a way to... I feel like there's some sort of compromise there where you, you would not need 500 sure. entries, but you would also well, not need to run your own stat yeah, per per give us a daemon. use case of, of why you're running 500 cron jobs no he's not he's, because i have 500 file systems yeah, that he, all get snapshotted and backed up he manages a storage cluster so or several i imagine clusters. that there's a better way of doing that have you tried tsm i don't know what that is there is a better way the better way is to use a dedicated daemon and what? i since have fixed that <laughs> no i i'm saying i feel like there's a way to use i feel like there's a way where you could avoid writing your own daemon but also not have 500 entries on a cron tab I don't know about that. Mm. I think it depends. I, I think it's, in this case, my example is very specific to ZFS. It's really and... more, it's it's most specific to your particular context more than anything, yeah. Sure, but I'm just saying there might be other applications where somebody would run into having all of a sudden a 1,000 or 1,500 line cron tab, and hmm. that gets to be a bitch, and it's not great. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not either. That's, that's a unique concept there, I... Why are they all sequential? They're randomized. I feel so like... that not all all snapshots. Mm. So every file system gets snapshotted every hour, but not at like not, not on the, the hour. They're way. spread out yeah. over the course of the hour. I don't know. I feel like there'd be a smarter way to. I feel like you could just There's call it a smart way of doing that. Way. I don't know. Whatever. There's definitely a smart way of doing that. This isn't solve Jason's problems. No, hour. it isn't. No, definitely <laughs> so, not. So you know, we'll let him wrestle with that. <laughs> on my own time on your own time well exactly. fuck this podcast here i thought i'd get something out of doing this <laughs> fuck that well, fucking useless jason do you have anything else to say yes, about cron or ad no or last time i tried to add something you told me to fuck off when was that what was just that now <laughs> i tried to give people some solid advice like by the way this is a warning i feel like well i know but i feel like your you know what very... i do it for the fucking fans you guys are <laughs> no, selfish listen. fuckers all right listen I feel I'm like your warning fans. is if very you guys, specific no. to you. I don't you. think you understand that my but wife there, is No, it's not very specific to me. So there are potentially other people who would be using ZFS or a similar that, you know, ButterFS with snapshots. Yeah, probably not like thousands of file systems. Yeah, because though. nobody has ever thought to use fucking ZFS for thousands of file systems before. Well, look, I don't know what to tell you. Especially people who listen to podcasts. What? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But it's fine. I'm sorry for trying to contribute. Well, I'll be sure not to do that in the future. Oh my gosh, Jason! <laughs> I'm oh putting the god. dead fish hat back on. You guys are fuckers. Oh my god! Here we go. Here we, we go. Off yeah. So Here nicely, Jason. Were you wooing silently while I was doing the news? No, I was watching music videos. <laughs> of course you were. I, I could All tell right. that you weren't wooing silently because I just didn't feel the energy. Well, I to be fair though, wooed though. You, well, you should be wooed. high energy. You need, Aren't we you need your you wooing all the about. time. You should woo right now. I want to hear a woo from you right this second. Right there you go. I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty uh, good woo. A pretty I, good woo. I think I heard your. I'm walls high energy. I, I think I think I'm I heard high energy too. 
You that brought was, that is like a solid block of peak. that was that was yeah, that was so much peak. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. No, the thing is, you just brought me down with your negativity. I, well, well, I womp, didn't womp, think womp. it was being negative. I just thought I thought I was providing a reasonable thing to people. I'm saying it's probably not very applicable to most people to have 500 okay. cron jobs. Right, most yeah. people aren't going to have 500 I, that's, cron that's jobs. We have like but... five. I think the most I have is thirty. But... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Hold on, hold on. Okay, well you also have the baddie. Don't forget. Yeah, I know I do. We got time. <laughs> How much time do we have? We, we do. Is time, time on our side? <laughs> well, it is now. Although I did just apparently cut myself really badly. So young heart, why would you do that? Be free so I was because tonight. I was playing. Uh, I was playing around with the ring pull bottle top, and it had a sharp edge, and I cut myself on it. Okay, Great. look. Good job. Look at IRC right now. I don't want to look at IRC right now. Oh, no, for Pete's sake. What? What? 2209? What is that? That's how many lines are in my cron tab on this one system doing what I just described. 2209? 2209, yeah. Fuck. I'm telling you, it becomes a problem. So that's why I said if you're in a situation you where doing? you think that might happen, shut up. I'm. <laughs> Running a goddamn infrastructure. Yeah, you, you are. Ass. Jesus Christ. I mean, I run an infrastructure, and I don't have that many. I have three. Right. What the but hell, But you're not dude? doing what I'm doing. We're doing different things. I feel like you can, since they're all the same task, just with different targets, I feel like there's a way where you can consolidate them, you know? No. No. All right. All right. That's... Trust me when I tell you. Okay. This is how people are doing it. I. All right. I'll take your word for it. Other than the people who aren't, because they're using a dedicated daemon. Alright. <laughs> My gosh. Alright. Okay. Look, just don't fuck with me, motherfuckers. <laughs> He's so mad. Jay I am mad. Are you... I'm a goddamn contributor to this podcast. I know you are. I just... I'm making a solid point that could help somebody. Okay. Not a lot of people. Maybe one. Okay. But that's okay. Other... I helped one person. You helped zero people <laughs> oh, with your negativity. Oh, you brought okay. me down. Oh. You helped negative people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You have right. the negative one person. Okay, all right, whatever. Aside from <laughs> ZFS and <laughs> everything related thereof, <laughs> relating to cron at systemd timers, mm -hmm. NTP, do you have anything to add to close this out? No. Okay, okay. Payton, do you have anything to close this out? I got nothing. I'm good. Okay. Jathan, do you want to talk about the batting now? I would love to talk about the baddie. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Great. here's the thing about me. I'm a pretty cool guy. So I was on the internet the other day. <laughs> this is going to be another like leaks thing. No. Okay. Although I do have leaks in my refrigerator right now to make some leak soup. Oh my <laughs> god. Get right. on with keep it. Going, keep going. Yes. So my name is Jonathan. I'm a pretty cool guy. I use the internet sometimes. I was DJ on Twitter. Johnny D. Yeah, DJ Johnny D. I'm scrolling through some sick beats on Twitter. And all of a sudden I see this screenshot of a launchpad bug tracker and somebody, you know, I just, it had like a comment on it that was like, I hope this is a joke or something like that. And mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I click on it like, Oh wow. So we will link to this and we'll make sure it's already on archive.org. We've already checked that Calibre, <laughs> which is an ebook manager is written entirely in Python two. Mm -hmm. Somebody submitted a bug and said, Python two is retiring in 30 months. Calibre needs to convert to Python three. Mm -hmm. The maintainer, request. Yeah, a reasonable, reasonable request. Very reasonable or, or, request. Not a big if, deal. If not, like, if not like we need to convert to Python, like what is the plan moving forward, right? right. Like I'm inquiring. Right. right. Maintainer of the project, person who owns it, responds, first comment, no it doesn't. 
I'm perfectly capable of maintaining Python 2 myself. It's far less work than migrating the entire Calibre code base. Change the status to won't fix and close the fucking bug. <laughs> so, first of all, let's talk about this. Yeah. If you are maintaining an open source project, especially if it's one that people use... well. Just don't be an asshat, first of all. Like, right. that is my first piece of advice. Don't be an asshat. You're not second of all, first of all. Second of all, so. this person pointed out a seriously reasonable thing. Like, Python 2 is going to have an end of life. And yes, we all know that there's a bunch of try-hard idiots on the internet <laughs> that are going to try to somehow keep Python 2 alive. First of all, you guys are fucking wrong. Second of all, relying on those try-hard idiots is a bad idea. If you have a project that is currently in use by a lot of people and written in Python 2... Mm-hmm. Strong recommendation. Don't not think about what you're going to do when what? Python two goes away. Don't know what. Don't don't not think don't about not it. Think about it is how? what he's saying. Okay. <laughs> don't no, ignore not. the problem is what he's saying. Okay. All right. Uh, right. When you use double negatives, it's really hard to follow your statement. So you know. So in any case, you can read the thread once we post it. But it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It is hilarious. The person whose name on Launchpad is. COVID? K-O-V-I-D? COVID Goyal? You are a fucking idiot. You're getting a baddie for being a fucking idiot. You probably should listen to your constituents. Users. Also, users. yes. You mean users, right? <laughs> no, no they're constituents. Fucking congressman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you know? Because he's not, you moron. I'm fairly certain he's not a congressman. Fairly certain. No, In any case... <laughs> You also can't maintain Python 2 yourself. Right. So, I mean, all things considered, minutes, you kind of sound like yeah. a fucking dumbass, and I don't like you. <laughs> well, no, we don't, use, we don't get baddies just because you don't like people. But right. No, he's is... getting a baddie because he said a dumb thing, and he's trying to do a he dumb thing. He gets a baddie because he thing. thinks it's easier to maintain the entire Python 2 code base than his own project converting over to Python 3. Right, right exactly. exactly. Right, yeah. Especially an open source project that has many contributors who would probably help him. Yep. Yep, yep. Also, if you go to their GitHub, there are people who have written patches to incorporate Python 3 compatibility, and he keeps tossing them out. Yeah, because some of yeah. like, he keeps nitpicking over test cases and stuff, and it's stupid. But yeah, exactly. So I'd say that's a pretty good reason to get a baddie. This has indeed a been a short episode, guys. Yeah, I told you it'd be a short one. Yeah. Well, it's because I didn't say I said, it. At the beginning, I said this is going to be a short one. Right. It's because I didn't say it, though. It's, it's, right. That's why I was yeah, yeah. right, right. All right. Any closing thoughts, guys? No. I would just like to say that I, I am done talking. <laughs> That's okay. great. Okay. Closing thoughts, Payton? You know, it's really great to be back. Sorry I was out for a couple weeks there. You know, I've got a brand new baby daughter. Mm-hmm. I'll have some pictures up on Twitter at some point. I probably already did put something up there, but I don't recall. Uh, you know, you kind of don't get all your sleep when you're dealing with a newborn, so... Right. Great to be back here, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else. That's uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Got to be back and uh, use uh, use whatever you want to use to manage your things, but try not to have 5,000 lines of uh, cron jobs. <laughs> <clears throat> Moron. That's oddly specific. And also... <laughs> also, it was 2,209, you bloody fuck. You said 5,000. Whatever. Well, that's just one of the users doing the things. <laughs> also, so let me check the like other the one. Japanese cybersecurity minister who has never used a computer day in his life. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll link to that in the show notes too. That's a good. Yes, that's you a good should. Aside. Yes, you should. I'll put that in your writer. That is... <sighs> All right. I just don't understand that. But well, I digress. 
All right. This has been, can, uh, can we talk so, about nuclear proliferation in these two black countries now? Talk about oh what? my god, fucking Brent. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, the nuclear bomb helped a lot of people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, look, Jason. Never mind that they all have fucking bad, cancer. Bad, no, not anymore. Trained. Bad things can have good results. It may take a while. Dude, what the hell is your... Co- you made the comment about, yeah, we bombed Nagasaki and then we rebuilt yeah, the forum. That was great. It was terrible. It was all terrible. What? I don't think I specifically I was just sitting here like, said it was great. Dude, you said that. I'm pretty sure you said it was great. It was pretty damn close to great. I feel like there was some... Some in between discussion there is, is the, the bombing itself I mean, wasn't the great. Just as, the just as, hey, we bombed these guys, it was great. Well, it turned yeah, out great. He was surprisingly upbeat about it. It turned out great. <laughs> it for didn't them, turn out great. There are literally still people dying. <laughs> what? Not anymore from that. Yes, yes there yes, are they from are. fucking cancer, you no, idiot. No, they already <laughs> had the cancer from that. There aren't okay, new people getting But they're dying now. <laughs> Right. Well, we've arrived now. in the present where but people are dying of cancer eventually. because of nuclear bombs dropped in 1941 or 1942. Okay. My, my point is there aren't whoa, new whoa, cases of cancer. I have to address cancer. this. They were not Come dropped in 41 or 42. They were dropped in 1945. Yeah. So there, j <laughs> Okay, well, I don't fucking know things. The Enola Gay <laughs> dropped one of the bombs. And I don't remember the other plane that dropped the other bomb. There was actually a third mm. bomb that was going to be dropped and it was lost. Yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. So it they could have been even better economically and financially <laughs> today. Is that how yeah. that works? The more bombs, oh my that god, get dropped we should you, stop before somebody fires us. The, <laughs> nobody's gonna fire. We're gonna, gonna lose all of our friends at this point. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors. I sponsored. I said myself. friends. Well, I don't have any friends. We don't so. have any friends either. So <laughs> it's not a problem. I'm all not right. worried about it. I got all nothing right. to lose, Jathan. Wowie zowie, I need I, to take I a pee. I have a job I have to lose, I can lose, so I don't know. No, they that, can't. Honestly. Look, look, all you did was correct Jason <clears throat> on what correct dates were that, that they were dropped. <laughs> that's, sure. That's all that I sure. am the one saying that maybe when a country gets bombed and it receives assistance to rebuild after those bombings, they're going to have an economic boom. That's I all mean, I'm saying. I mean,. Not, so I not, think what but I, I think, think you, with, you fail to understand that we well, dropped no, 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 the bomb. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, drug ass calculator. <laughs> we dropped a nuclear uh, device. Not twice. everybody can just be drunk. Yes. Okay, so I'm then, drunk ass. So then we went in afterwards. After mm-hmm. it was over, after they signed a non-conditional surrender, or unconditional sure. surrender, not non-conditional, unconditional, and we said great. And so then we went in and invested a lot of our time and money into those things well yeah i think i I mean it wasn't just because we dropped the bomb that those things happened i mean we if you look at the city of hamburg Mm -hmm. the streets are very very wide and there's a reason why that is is because we bombed the ever-living crap out of yeah but we didn't nuke them what in the fuck well we firebombed over so you know i'm out i think it's important to note that if you nuke something that's when the economic boom happens well you, you oh first you get the nuke I dis- boom, I disagree. and then Holy you shit. get the economic boom. <laughs> I dis- this <laughs> is absolutely bonkers. So, because no, because we have so many tariffs answer. going on with Mexico and Canada, what the fuck does that have to do with Japan? Well, well, hear me out. We should nuke me- Mexico and Canada. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, right, I'm not subscribing to any of look. this. He's, he's definitely wrong and an asshole. How much have you had to drink? A little bit. It's going to fix oh, everything. No, oh, we need to be done now. This has been Sysadminist Trivia. I'm fine, Jonathan. Fine, This has been Sysadminist Trivia. I'm Brent.
This has been Sis Adventist Trivia. I'm Jonathan. This has been Sis Adventist Trivia. That was DJ Johnny D, and I'm Peyton. All right. Bye. See you later.